0: God is good and all the time shall we bow for prayer our father and our king we thank you for the opportunity to come once again to sit at your feet Lord we thank you for your word which washes us and removes all our blemishes and sanctifies us. We pray, Lord, that tonight you will continue with us that which you began with us yesterday and perfect your way in us, O Lord, that we will walk before you with a perfect heart and will be a sanctuary, a place where you can dwell and work through us. We submit to your word, we submit to your way. We bind the thief who seeks to steal the treasures of your word from us in the name of Jesus. We pray, Holy Spirit, have your way. Let your word come forth in the manner that we will understand and never forget. Speak to us, O Lord, for we are ready even for your word. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. These are many blessings. Yesterday, we were considering having a fruitful heart. And um, today we are continuing with a heart that is ready for the word of God. A heart that is ready for the word of God. And... It's very, very important uh, to have a heart that is ready for the word of God. Because ultimately, it is the heart that is ready for the word of God. That is the good ground for the word of God to, to grow and be fruitful. So it is that heart that will become fruitful ultimately in Matthew chapter 13. When we're looking at the parable of the sower, we see that the several heart conditions which our Lord Jesus Christ mentioned to the people in that parable. So we see Four different heart conditions. The first one, the first condition is the wayside, the wayside condition, the wayside heart. Um, this kind of heart, you know, we can consider the wayside. How the life is at the wayside. Uh, the vehicles are passing, pedestrians are walking about, uh, people are selling, all kinds of things are going on, and. Sometimes the heart can be in such a situation. So many things are going on there. So as the word of God is coming, there's no reception, there's no understanding. The distractions are just too many. And the enemy comes and he catches the word and he steals it away because there is no understanding. And we also see the condition of stony places, stony places, um, rocky grounds. And um, this kind of condition can happily receive the word of God. But because of the stones, there is no place for the roots to grow deep. And so um, this condition cannot bring forth any fruit, cannot be fruitful. Because when persecutions come because of the word of God, then that is the end for the person with this kind of heart condition. Then we have the thorny ground, the thorny heart. And that's, as the Lord explained to his disciples, he said, this is those who are so preoccupied with the curse, of this life and the deceitfulness of riches. The cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word of God. They are the thorns that choke the word of God. And so the word does not grow. But then he mentioned the good ground. The heart, that is the good ground for the seed of the word of the kingdom in Matthew 13:23 He says but he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold some sixtyfold some thirty Hallelujah. So, if we must have a fruitful heart, then we should consider how we will cultivate this uh, good ground or a heart that is ready for the word of God. The prophet Isaiah said that do not sow on fallow grounds. You have to break up the, your fallow grounds. And yesterday, uh, the elder read a scripture. I believe that we can start on that note. Um, it's about the right attitude in studying the word of God. James chapter 1, verse 21 to 25. James one twenty-one to 25. He says, Therefore, lay aside all faultiness an overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. Hallelujah. That is the word of God. The word of God is the perfect law of liberty. And continues in it. And is not Forgetful. It's not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one, hallelujah, this one will be blessed in what he does. Amen. So, we are seeing from this passage how to have the right attitude towards the study of the word of God says, lay aside all filthiness. Lay aside all filthiness. And what came to my mind immediately is, you know, our own self-righteousness. And our own standards and philosophies and traditions. We have to lay them aside and learn what God is teaching us. Yesterday, we were reading Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 12, and we saw the verse 2 was telling us that don't copy the customs, the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, then you will learn then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. So laying aside all filthiness means that we have to lay aside the customs and the, the things, the traditions that of this world that we have we have learnt, which our minds have been used to. We have grown up in it. And it has become um, a kind of a standard by which we live. But when we come to Christ and we are learning of Him, we are learning to become like Him, we have to lay these things aside and learn what God is bringing to us. Lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Some of The translation says superfluity of naughtiness. Um, When we talk about a naughty person, naughty person is the one who um, talks back. Um, I know it's all attitude. But when it comes to studying the word of God, we have to submit to the word of God. And put aside what we think we already know. And receive with meekness. It says, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So the word of God must be received with meekness. We have to be humble. We cannot be questioning or arguing with the word of God. We must have a humble heart. And he says something in about this person who is a hearer a, a hearer and a doer of the word of God. He says that he looks into the perfect law of liberty. Hallelujah. So it means that you have to open your Bible and look inside it. Amen. How often do we open our Bibles and look inside it? So we are considering the right attitude to studying the word of God. If you do not open, how can you even begin to study? This person who is a doer of the word of God begins by looking into the word of God, which is the perfect law of liberty. And he says that, and continues in it, hallelujah, continues in it, meaning that it is a habit. We have to form a habit, the habit of looking into the word of God, studying the word of God, sitting at the feet of the Lord. The Holy Spirit, who is the author of the scripture, to be teaching us the word of God. And he says that, and it's not a forgetful hearer. So, how do we, what are some of the ways by which we can retain what we have studied from the Bible? We have to memorize the scripture. We have to take note of what we have learned. When we take note of what we have learned, and we commit the promises of the word of God to memory, we will definitely not forget. Hallelujah. Especially the promises. Amen. We have to remember We are doing communion preparation. This is our second day. We are doing this because we want to come to the table of the Lord in a worthy manner. And one of the things that he said to us was, Do this in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. We have to remember what Christ has done for us. We do not have to be forgetful. And he says... Yeah, and it's not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. And this one will be blessed in what he does. So, this is so wonderful. And if we will take note of these things and we apply it in our daily study of the Word of God, we make a habit of studying the Word of God on a daily basis we put aside what we already think we know and our own philosophies and some of the things that we even think are in the Bible they are not in the Bible like you hear somebody say yes the Bible says God helps those who help themselves that is not even in the Bible so it is a kind of a philosophy that has um, implanted itself and become a stronghold that people think that is it's the word of God, but it is not the word of God. So, we must be doers of the word of God and not just hearers to be able to, so we are mixing the word of God with faith and applying it in our daily lives. That is what shows that we have a heart that is ready for the Word of God. Uh, And I know it all attitude. Oh, this one, I've heard it before. I know it. Oh, this thing that she's talking about, I know how it's going to end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, That kind of attitude is not a heart that is ready to hear the Word of God. We must have a heart that is ready. Submissive, receiving the Word of God with meekness amen now uh, an example of somebody who studied the Word of God with the right attitude is Ezra the scribe I'll just read briefly the scripture about him see this Ezra sorry Ezra chapter seven verse six and Verse 10, this Ezra was a scribe who was well versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given to the people of Israel. He came up to Jerusalem from Babylon, and the king gave him everything he asked for, because the gracious hand of the Lord, his God, was on him. Hallelujah. And then we read verse 10, he said, This was because Ezra was determined to study and obey the law of the Lord. And to teach these decrees and regulations to the people of Israel. Amen. So, I've underlined my Bible where it says that Ezra was determined to study. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, The way so many things compete for our attention, if we are not determined to study the word of God, we will not study the word of God. Because the enemy doesn't want us to know the truth. Because when we know the truth, ah, he doesn't have any hold on us again. We know the truth, and the truth will set us free. So he brings so many things your way. Right from the time you rise up from bed, things are bombarding you left and right. If you are not determined to study the Word of God, you will not be dis- term- you will not study the Word of God. So a person whose heart was ready for the Word of God had a determined heart to study the Word of God. It was not only to study the Word of God, but to obey what the word of God taught him and also to teach hallelujah and this was the right attitude Ezra had which we also have to cultivate because as James said that such a one will be blessed by the Lord we see that Ezra the gracious hand of the Lord his God was on him hallelujah Everything he asked the king for, he was given. So he had favor. He had favor. So the same principles apply in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. But I want us to look at something here in Acts chapter 16. That has to do with listening to the word of God. The right attitude we must have. The right heart We must have in listening to the word of God or in hearing the word of God. Acts chapter sixteen, verse fourteen. It says, "Now a certain woman named Lydia. Heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, who worshipped God. Hallelujah. The Lord." opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. Amen. So in this single verse, I see a whole lot about the attitude of this woman in listening to the word of God, which we must also um, cultivate this attitude when it comes to not we set, sitting to study the word of God, but listening to somebody who is preaching the word of God. This woman was called Lydia. He um, says that she heard us. So we must listen, pay attention, and hear what God, what um, the servant of God is bringing from the word of God. And we are told the kind of a person she was. She was a seller of purple. Um, that was a fabric, a kind of a fabric. So she was a seller of fabric. Um, so, <laughs> she sells purple. Uh, she sells fabrics in the city of Tayatira, the big uh, market there. That's where she sells her purple. And um, If we want to think about the city of Thyatira, it's one of the the churches that the Apostle John wrote the letters to. Um, The the Lord told him to write these letters to the angels of these um, churches. And that tells us a bit about um, that place. And the church there, in Revelations chapter 2, verse 20. Thyatira, the church there was the tolerant church. Um, When we talk about tolerance in our day, we can think about all the kinds of things that um, some churches would tolerate in the name of um, God's love. So these people, they... Yeah, verse 20 is where, yeah. So, their teaching was influenced by the philosophy of Jezebel. And um, some of the things that they actually tolerated was sexual immorality and idolatry. So, we know um, the form of the level of sexual immorality in our day, which um, when we go to the West, we see that. Is something that they tolerate and even uh, conduct same-sex marriages and all of these things. Um, these people, this is the place where Lydia lives. But the Bible says something about her. She worshipped God. Hallelujah. She worshipped God. Her heart was for God. And somebody who worships God is somebody who reverences and submits to the Lord. Amen. I was imagining that this lady did not know how to read letters. But when she came to church, her heart was was for God. Her heart was a heart of worship. Her heart was a heart of respect and um, reverence in the presence of the Lord. So with that kind of heart, let us see what happened to her. The Lord opened her heart. Hallelujah. You know, there were times I used to wonder that, ah, these are um, our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers who didn't, they never stepped in the classroom. But when they go to church and uh, they come, they can tell you where, they can give you a memory verse, actually, and tell you that, yes, in the way it takes he had it they will tell you where the, the the scripture upon which the pastor preached and the message that was preached, and they can actually recite a memory verse and so I used to wonder ah, so how did they do it because now we can read so many letters, but. <laughs> When it comes to memory verse, memorization of scripture, or maybe today after the uh, service, somebody say, "Oh, okay, I missed service, So, what did they talk about? Hmm. Um. Then there's a struggle there. You don't remember anything. Hmm. But I see what happened. The Lord opened because of the heart with which she sat to listen to the message. God opened her heart to hear what God was saying. So there are two levels of her listening. First of all, she was listening to a certain woman named Lydia heard us. Hallelujah. <laughs> she was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. Amen. So there is a listening and there is a listening. Hallelujah. And let us pray that God will open our hearts each time we sit down to listen to his word. Because we will come with open hearts. We will come with a heart of reverence. We will pay attention to the word of God. We will not get distracted with so many different things. Sometimes we sit in church and we are actually absent. And... um, we are carrying our devices which sometimes poses a very big challenge because as you are carrying that device and you are supposedly reading your scriptures from there, then something will pop up. Then you are on your device. That is not a sign of reverence, actually, to the Lord. Lydia, she reverenced God. She worshipped. God. When we sit in the house of the Lord, the house of the Lord is the gate of heaven. Hallelujah. That is what Jacob said when he had an encounter. He said, Ah, the Lord is in this place. I didn't even know it. This is the gate of heaven. Amen. This is the gate of heaven. And this is the house of God. So, how can you come and sit at the gate of heaven and go back the same? Most probably because of the heart. 99 points something something percent probability that the heart was not ready for God. The heart was not um, focused on um, the visitation of the Lord. So we must have a reverent heart. Even if we can't read letters, we must pay attention. We will hear. One of our Old mothers here who went to glory, she, she will come to church every meeting, she will be here. And uh, one day, uh, one of the sisters who does not understand, um, she was telling us that she always sits beside this old lady. And so we asked her, So, how do you understand when somebody like uh, Prophet Kujo is preaching? She said, Oh, this old lady, she interprets it to me. I was like, wow. She has been sitting in the church. God has opened her heart. She has understanding to tell somebody how um, she is receiving the word of God. And all the wonderful things she's is listening to. So, even if you can't read letters, that shouldn't be a setup. Have a reverent heart. And be ready to listen to God and tell God that, God, I want to hear you speaking to me as your servant is preaching. And God will open your heart like Lydia. And you will hear the word of God. Amen. So, the word of God, having the the right heart for the word of God is very, very crucial also as we come to the table of the Lord. As I mentioned earlier on, we are we have in our communion preparation, the Lord says, do this in remembrance of me. Um, We can do this in remembrance of him because it has been written for us. Amen. It's been written down. The word of God has been penned down for us. And so we can actually read it and know what Christ did for us and even if we already knew, we will still remember um, our redemption at Calvary. And um, all this is because of what has been written down for us. When we read or we hear the word of God about our redemption, we can remember. We can come to the table of the Lord remembering what he did for us. In Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1, when he was prophesying about the suffering Christ, and you go to verse 50, uh, chapter 53, verse 1, he says, Who has believed our report? Who has believed our report? It means that there is a report. Hallelujah. There is a report to read or to listen to. And he says, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? So, the one who believes the report about our redemption will see the power and the manifestation of what Christ did for us on Calvary. Hallelujah. So, this is to only those who believe on the report of Scripture. And he goes on to talk about what Jesus did for us. How he was um, wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. And he goes on and on and on about all that the Lord has done for us. If we will call this to remembrance. Hallelujah. And appropriate it. ah. The arm of the Lord will be revealed to us. Amen. And I believe that many of us here, we want the arm of the Lord to, re- to be revealed in different scenarios and situations in our lives. It is all written down for us to know and to apply. So, that is what we have to do. Read it. Believe it. Apply it. Hold on to the promises in it and we will see the hand of the Lord in our lives. The great and powerful hand of the Lord will be revealed in our lives. When we read, we see so many wonderful things, even in the prophets and also in the Gospels, what Jesus Christ came to do for us. And even way back in, in Exodus, when the Passover was instituted, God said something to Moses for want of time. Maybe I'll just I've just chosen, chosen one um, verse from here. Exodus 13 verse nine, says, "It shall be a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes, that the, Lord, that the Lord's law may be in your mouth." For with a strong hand, the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. Hallelujah. So, it has been written for us so that it will be a sign on our hands. We are carrying the word of God in our hands. That whole scripture, the full counsel of God and God's plan for our redemption is a sign in our hands. That God did something. You know, in the Old Testament, he gave them tablets. Now, we all have Bibles in our hands. It is a sign that God has done something. He has written it down for you. Open it and look at it. It says, as a memorial between your eyes. It means that we have to open it eh, and look at it with our two eyes like that. So that we can remember it. Hallelujah. We can remember it and he says that it may be in your mouth. We must also declare it, what God has done for us. We must declare that Jesus died for us. He has taken away our sin. He has reconciled us to God. He has made us God's treasured possession. We have become God's children. We must declare it. So, it should not depart from our mouth that the strong hand of the Lord brought us out of Egypt. That Egypt stands for the place of bondage and bitterness of soul. That is what God's people face in Egypt. But when God was bringing them out they did the Passover. They took the blood of the Lamb they applied it to their doors their doorposts, and their lintel, and death the angel of death passed over them and that is how Pharaoh's hand was broken and he released them to go. What Jesus Christ did on the cross is sufficient to liberate anyone in bondage from any kind of bondage hallelujah even Passover lamp Redeem people from slavery. How much more? The blood of Jesus. Jesus has done something great and powerful for us. We must call it to remembrance. Because our deliverance has been accomplished. And it has been written for us to look at it. And take possession of our possession. Hallelujah. In Psalm 105 verse 37, there's a scripture that I love love so much. He says that he also brought them out with silver and gold. And there was none feeble among the tribes. Hallelujah. He brought them out. He he just didn't bring them out of Egypt with nothing. No. He brought them out with silver and gold. And there was none feeble among the tribes. Hallelujah. So why would we come to the table of the Lord? And yet, there are feeble ones among us. It's because we have not known. It's, not, it's because we have not known to believe the report of the Lord. If only we will take hold and believe the report of the Lord, we will look at it as a memorial between our, our two eyes and declare it over our lives. The word of God is so powerful. We don't have to take the word of God lightly at all. You know those who take the word of God lightly and say, "Oh, hmm. This church is open to open to church. Open to is powerful. Amen. Because in the word of God there is power. God himself he has magnified his word above all his name. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. When the in the beginning the world was the earth was without um, form. It was chaotic. It was the word of God. Hallelujah. That God spoke and said, let there be. The word of God has power to create. The word of God is, is profitable to us. Amen. So we should value the word of God. We should really value it and, and search for it and walk with the word of God And apply the word of God in every aspect of our lives, And we will begin to see the power of his word. Praise the Lord. So, if we must have a heart that is ready, then we must actually prepare our hearts. We must prepare our hearts for the word of God. We must prepare our hearts even for the table of the Lord so that we will receive the blessing of the table and we will not be sick and weak but we will actually um, experience what Jesus procured for us on Calvary. It will become a reality in, in our lives. Like how these people were slaves and were, they, they were redeemed and they came out and none was feeble. They were delivered from, from poverty. They had everything. Uh, their only problem was that now what they came out with, some of them, they used it to make um, amaga. They built um, this thing, golden calf out of it and uh, they were worshipping it. When God blesses us, we shouldn't turn that into an idol. The blessing of God to an idol to be worshipping it and then backslide on top of it because of the blessing. We shouldn't be like that. But at a particular time when they needed to build a tabernacle for the Lord, they needed those things. So God told Moses to ask the people to bring, they were bringing purple and scarlet and silver and gold and all kinds of things. And that is what they used to build it. They gave "Ah," until Moses said, "Eh." So, we shouldn't, uh, there has to be meat in the house of the Lord. And God has blessed us, you know, all his children. He has blessed us with something to contribute to the house of the Lord. At least, if with nothing at all, we must be faithful in our tithing. And there will be no lack in the house of the Lord. We are saying that we must prepare our hearts. The preparation is our responsibility. Amen. The preparation of the heart is our responsibility. And if we prepare our hearts and we have a pure heart, the Bible says the blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We will see God, we will see his hand because we have um, done self-examination, we have prepared our hearts. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 1 it says the preparation of the heart belongs to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. So we have to prepare our hearts if we want to hear from God, if we want God to answer our need. If we want to see the hand of the Lord in our lives, we have to prepare our hearts, and the preparation of the heart actually belongs to God. I was reading this Proverbs chapter 16. It's one of my favorite Proverbs, and um, I've seen so many prayer points there, and I realized that this is actually. A place where we can um, pray and allow the Holy Spirit to help us uh, prepare ourselves. Um, When we end on verse 20. um, Okay, so verse 20 says, He who hears the word wisely will find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. He who heeds the word wisely will find good. So, this is the wise man that Jesus was talking about. That anyone who listens to my sayings and uh, put them into practice is like the wise man who built his house upon a rock and the storms came, the wind blew, and um, that house, it was standing firm because it was built upon a rock. The rock is the word of God. Amen. But the one who doesn't so that it means that if he says that the one who hears the word wisely will find good, meaning that the one who listens to the word of God and applies it to his their lives will find good, will enjoy the goodness of the Lord, will discover the goodness of the Lord, will see many good days, to heed wisely to the word of God. But the one who does not heed wisely, our Lord said that this person heard the word of God, but did not work with it. So the storm came, and the winds blew, and the house collapsed, it came crashing down, and great was its collapse. so we must this is what proverbs sixteen twenty is telling us we must be this wise person, listening to the word of God, applying it to our lives, but um I would want us to spend some time to pray as we are in the time of preparation for communion. Um, In verse 2, we see that there's a need for allowing the Holy Spirit to help us to do self-examination. Proverbs 16, verse 2, says all the ways of a man appear in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the spirits. Hallelujah. If the Holy Spirit does not help you and me to do this self-examination, ah, it's like you want to school and they're giving your own exams to mark. Then you give yourself 100%. Meanwhile, no, if it was the teacher who marked it, <laughs> it will be Below past mark. It's the Holy Spirit who can help us to do this self-examination because we are not sincere with ourselves. Mm. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes. They are very good. Say, ah, what a good boy am I. I'm very good, you know. I'm even better than that person there. Look at them, look at them. Hmm. These people, they don't fear God at all. eh all oh, the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the spirit. So we have to, we want to tell the Lord to weigh our spirits, to search us, like we're singing um, the minstrels were singing before the word, that God should search us and search us and take out everything that is not of him until we become like him until we show forth Christ so we want to take a posture of prayer and begin this time of self examination asking the Lord to search us to weigh our hearts to weigh our motives and our intentions. Yes. It is time to commit all our works to the Lord. It's time to confess and forsake all our prideful attitudes. Because pride goes before
1: Destruction. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart today. Try me, O Savior, no. My thoughts I pray de- see if there be some wicked way in me.
0: He says, every proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. We want to pray that God will forgive our prideful ways. Yesterday, we heard that we must even dwell happily with others who we consider are even lower than us. If we do not, and we are unhappy, and we look down on others, it is pride. And he says that every proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Lord, forgive us for our prideful ways. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. for you say in mercy and truth atonement is provided for iniquity and by the fear of the Lord one departs from evil let's plead with God for mercy for ourselves as the Holy Spirit has been pointing things out to you since yesterday and even today ask God for mercy if we are truthful to ourselves God will show us mercy because he says in mercy and truth atonement is provided for iniquity if we do not speak the truth about our iniquity we are not sincere before the Lord we will not have our sins atoned for so we want to be sincere before the Lord the Father, we pride ourselves. We just ignore people. People that you love. People that you want us to reach out to. Lord, forgive us. Cleanse us. Perfect that which concerns us. Lord, individually and also as a church. Let the fear of the Lord dwell in our hearts so much that we will depart from iniquity. We will depart from evil. Give us a heart that is focused on pleasing you, O Lord. Yes, Lord. Give us a heart like yours. But when you walked among men on this earth, your aim was to always do that which pleases the Father. Give us this kind of heart, Lord. Help us not to be focused on our enemies. Yesterday you taught us that we should love our enemies. And even pray for them. Lord, sometimes it is difficult for us to do this. But if we have a heart like yours, we will be able to love our enemies. We will be able to please you. And you will make even our enemies to be at peace. As your word tells us. In Proverbs sixteen verse seven. Yes, Lord, give us a heart like yours, an obedient heart. Verse eight better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues with without justice. A man's heart pl- nine a man's heart plans his way. But the Lord directs his steps. Let us tell the Lord to give us a contented heart because godliness with contentment is great gain. Let us not focus on the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches which have grown thorns and thistles in our hearts and is choking your word and not allowing your word to have its free course in our lives. O oh Lord, please, we yield ourselves to you tonight and we say, Father, uproot these thorns and thistles from our hearts. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, that mentality that gain is godliness that when we have riches then that is life but you have taught us that a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses so we should be we should take heed and beware of covetousness Lord, you are telling us here again better is a little with righteousness. Give us a heart of contentment. Oh, godliness with contentment. Make us like you, O oh Lord. To seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. So that all these things that we need will be added unto us. Because you know what we need. You know what we need, and you are ready to even give us more and even extra to serve you. Father, align our hearts to your perfect way so that, Lord, we will see your hand in our lives. Order our steps, O Lord, in the path of righteousness, for your name's sake. Order our steps, O Lord. Oh, the world is ever-changing. That is what the song writer said. But you are still the same. So Lord, please, order my steps. Yes, it is not in a man who walks to even to know the right path to take. So Lord, please help us, help us, keep us on the path of righteousness, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. O our Father, grant unto us wisdom and understanding heart. We are now praying verse 16. How much better to get wisdom than gold? and get understanding and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver the other day we're listening to the word of God and how King Solomon God helped him to ask for the right thing which fetched him the extra and now he's writing here to us and saying it is better to get wisdom than gold. It's better to ask God for wisdom than to ask God for gold, for money. It is better to get understanding. It's better to choose understanding rather than to choose silver. Because, you know, if we do not have wisdom and understanding hearts, if God gives us gold and silver. We will become foolish and we will become like those people who, were, who used all the riches they brought out of Egypt to make a golden calf to say that this is our God. And they rather started worshipping this calf forgetting for the powerful and the mighty hand with which God brought them out. It is better to get wisdom rather than gold it is better to get understanding to choose understanding rather than silver in 17 we are praying that God should give us a heart that loves righteousness and departs from evil the highway of the upright is to depart from evil he who keeps his way preserves his soul yes Lord keep us on the highway of the upright give us a heart O Lord change our heart and remove all the desires and the appetite for the wrong things O Lord we are yielding ourselves tonight as we are coming preparing for the table of the Lord Father, we are praying that you will change our hearts today. Remove the rebellious and stony hearts and give us a heart like yours. For you love righteousness and you hated iniquity. And we want to be like you, Lord Jesus. We want to walk in the path of the righteous We do not want to sit in the seat of the scornful. Lord, deliver us from prideful ways, O Lord, and haughtiness. And help us, O Lord. Grant us your grace that no matter how high you lift us, we will still have a humble spirit. Yes, Lord make us to become like you, Lord Jesus. Make us to become like you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, give us a heart that is ready for you. That even if you should come today, you should come in the morning or in the afternoon or in the midnight, you will still come and find us with a loyal heart. Father, convert our heart and give us a loyal heart that is always loyal and we're ending on 20 he who hears the word wisely will find good whoever trusts in the Lord happy is he oh yes Lord oh your word is everything We confess to say that, Lord, we have not been opening your word as often as we should to meditate upon it day and night. Lord, sometimes we carry your word in our hands. It is a sign to us of your covenant, your old covenant, your new covenant. You have given to us, O Lord, that we should keep it and be blessed. But Lord, we have not opened it to look at it with our eyes. We have not kept the remembrance of it between our eyes. Yeah, Lord. Because so many things have stolen our attention. Lord, won't you deliver us tonight? And give us the appetite for the word of God. Lord, give us the appetite for the word of God. Give us the right attitude for the word of God. That we will put away all the filthiness, all our traditions and our philosophies and all the things that have become a rock in our heart and the word cannot gain root in our heart. Father, please remove all these and give us a good heart. A fruitful heart that will bear fruit from your word. A fruitful heart that believes the report of the Lord. Oh, unto whom the arm of the Lord can be revealed. Oh God, visit us individually and collectively, oh Lord. Even those who are not here in person, Lord, we pray that your gracious hand will come upon us. Do a new thing in our lives, O Lord. Let there be a change in our desires. That, Lord, will bring about a desire for more of you. An insatiable desire for the Word of God. That we will heed the Word of God wisely. And see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your covenant-keeping faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of your word. Thank you that you have sent this word for a purpose which shall surely be accomplished without fail, shall not return to you void. Thank you in Jesus' name.
1: Amen peace and many blessings.